on part three. Welcome back. Talking yeah. about being pregnant, let's talk about preventing being pregnant and contraception. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm going to start with a question that I don't think is on here, but it's something that I'd seen on um, a YouTube short that I think is interesting. And actually me and Cheryl have spoken about this, um, not on the podcast, but just in person. This girl had just given birth. And then like five months or like a, th- a couple of months later, um, she was pregnant again. And she was like, what? How? Mm. How am I pregnant again? And I think a lot of women don't realize you can get pregnant pretty quick after giving birth. And everyone's different, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Um, that's what we say to the patients. Like, don't believe that you can um, have a natural like contraceptions if you're breastfeeding. Because even if you're breastfeeding, you're not having period, but your ovary is, the the follicle in your ovary still giving out like eggs every month. Mm -hmm. So there is a chance that you can get pregnant, even if you're breastfeeding. So if you don't want to get pregnant, like immediately after like giving birth, like wear condoms. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you can't you can't take pills because you're breastfeeding what about yeah, so, if you want what are other alternatives to not condoms if someone is breastfeeding and you'll know you, it would you suggest <laughs> oh no 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 not that <laughs> um, if you want Sorry. to be on a contraception and you're not you you don't want to do you know um condoms or the other method that we were just mm-hmm thinking about um what would you suggest because i would i went on a copper iud so i don't know if people oh yeah iud it's also that's the thing you would have to tell your doctors when you're giving birth if you want to have oh i want to i don't want to have like kids right away um after like giving birth but i also don't want to wear condoms iud it's a good option but make sure you get the ones without um without hormones, like the regular IUD. So we have like different IUD system. One of them is the ones that would uh, keep like secreting like hormones. Uh, the other one, the regular one, the most common ones are the ones that's just, it just access like a physical barrier in your uterus. So if you want to have it placed, normally it's placed like 10 minutes after like the baby and the placentas are delivered. Oh. So that's for vaginal birth. Yeah, but like for uh, cesarean sections, it also depends. Like if you no longer want to have kids, if you happen to have a cesarean section, you can have what we call the tubal ligation. Uh, so the tying of if the you already open up your, your uh, you know, your abdomen, we could grab the tube out and then we mm-hmm. just ligate it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you can have that done or you could have, again, like an IUD place. But it's not that um, common in Taiwan to do um, the IUD placements uh, after cesarean section. But with Uh, IUD, I've had a lot of friends who have had it and it's caused them a lot of problems like infections. It's got lost. And I know IUD is connected with ectopic pregnancies also, right? uh, That's if you had that's if you have an infection, actually. Like um, so IUD, it's not permanent. Most IUDs are not permanent. You, you do have ones that's placed like to your tubes. Um, those are permanent and then you can't really remove it. But most IUDs are placed in your uterine cavity. Um, those last about three to five years. Mm. So 
in any cases, if you suspect that patients have like an infection, either like um, what uh, what we call endometritis, mm -hmm. which is an infection in your endometrium, in your uterine cavity. So you, you will have like patients usually will come in and say like, I have a lot of like weird, like filthy, like discharge Foul smell my vagina. Yeah. 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 And, or like they have like abdominal pain and then you do the ultrasound and you're like, oh, you do have an abscess there or like they don't have any of that symptoms. But then when you do the pelvic examination, they're feeling like very painful there, then they probably have a pelvic infl uh, inflammatory disease. Mm -hmm. So in any of that, that when you suspect that there's an infection, we will remove the IUD. Yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. source of infection itself as a foreign body there. Yeah. yeah, and if the tube gets um inflamed or scarred, then that's when it can cause ectopic pregnancies, right? Because yes. I think mine was I thought everything went through my head when I had an ectopic pregnancy. I was like, have I got gonorrhea? Have I got chlamydia? Have I got this? But I was tested for everything and I didn't have anything. Um, my tube wasn't narrow. I just think the doctor said to me, sometimes your vagina, some bacteria in your vagina can get into the fallopian tube. And it's not bad bacteria, yes. but it is bacteria that will cause an infection or inflammation. So an ectopic pregnancy yes. can happen to anyone if you happen to get pregnant when your tube's slightly inflamed. And that's what happened to yes. me. Yeah, that, so I had it true. removed. Yeah, no, I would um, like yeah. to say I've been on the IUD almost my whole life. No, since mm -hmm. I became a a teenager, and I have not had that. But I did do research and was like, oh my goodness, I could have all these like scary things. But luckily, every time I've done mm. it, I don't know if my body is just very accepting of foreign things. But I had the copper one. Yeah. And then I had the hormonal one. I've also been on some, the Yaz pill. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. That's what I went on for my skin, but I just could mm -hmm. not be on um, pills because I have like really bad water retention, like really bad on the, on the Yaz or any contraceptive oral pill. So that's why they suggested I go mm -hmm. on either uh, implant in my arm or we, we have one that yeah. we have an implant in your arm. I don't know much about that. I had a friend um a co-worker that huh. died from an implant in her arm because she had a blood clot Ooh. or something so she died um passed away about two years ago and that's what they told me they were like she had an implant and and the, and then a few days later she had a blood clot so um you know there's oh, a lot wow. of okay. risks i think when you take contraception but um when i've taken it i've not had a problem but i took it for reasons you know either not to get pregnant or for my skin and then the iud was basically because my husband and i don't use um con uh, condoms. condoms we don't yeah. we do, i don't like to uh, the condom gives m my vagina alkaline it doesn't like it okay so yes um that's why <laughs> i decided to do that uh -huh. I'm just hesitating because I feel like my mom listens to this podcast and now it's just, just it's fine. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, so yes, yeah, so I just wanted to talk about like what is, you know, some ones that people in Taiwan recommend, not maybe not young females, not teenagers, but you know, when they've 
say, oh, I'm sexually active, but my my partner and I have been together for a long time and we don't want to use condoms. We don't want to do the pullout method and we want to mm -hmm. be safe. What do you recommend yeah. usually? Like what do Taiwanese doctors or OBGYNs recommend? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so um, I think the first thing that we I would have to clarify here is that pull-out method is not a contraceptive <laughs> It's my all. favorite method, Kathleen. <laughs> it, it's, it's not a method at all. Like you can still get pregnant um, if you do the yeah. pull-out method. Yeah. So if you're, um, if say like a patient who's like young, sexually active, coming into my clinic and ask me like, oh, I want to have, um, I want to, I, I want to consult for like a method of contraceptives. Um, most in Taiwan, I think most likely those kids, kids, or those young women would prefer like having pills. Um, some of them would be like, oh, like my boyfriend doesn't want to use condoms, but I would still always like suggest condoms because yes. it's not just for contraceptives. It's STDs. prevention of sexually transmitted disease. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to protect yourself, wear condoms for that. Yeah. And, yeah. and another thing I would suggest is having the HPV vaccines. Mm. It's very important actually for um teenagers before they're sexually active. I mean, for girls, it's like um you can have it like age nine uh, before they're sexually active. Mm -hmm. If if they have it young, then they they only need two doses. But if you have it like later, Three. uh, I think after age, oh my god, I forgot the the age limit. Then you have to have three doses. Yeah, for, uh, three had, doses. I had it at twenty four. That's how I know I have to have three doses. Yeah, wait, 20, but oh, early twenties is usually three. Is this but the vaccine for cervical cancer too? Is this the same one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's so HPV. It has like different types. There were like a few types. Uh, they're the, they're called the high risk type. They're the ones causing like uh, cervical cancers. Mm. But there are other types. They're causing like um, you know other like vaginal warts. Those kind of like uh, disgusting lesions down there, yeah. and then it hurts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it would recur, and you can't really cure it. Like you would later regret in your life. Like um, especially, I've seen like women coming in during pregnancy, and then they have like a recurrence of that vaginal warts down there. Those patients can't mm -hmm. deliver um, naturally, so they have to go through. But you get you get tested for the HPV HPV anyway, don't you? When when you're pregnant, um, right? You mean during pregnancy? No. Yeah. Oh, you don't. I thought we did. I you thought don't. I... it's HIV. Oh. We test for HIV. We test for syphilis. Yes. We syphilis. Take, uh, we take, uh, yeah, syphilis and rubella. I thought I saw um HPV on my thing. I'm sure they. It's yeah. maybe uh, it's HIV. Optional, probably. Oh. Oh, it's maybe you paid yeah, extra. Like you have HPV. to pay extra for it. Yeah. 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 The, sorry, completely off topic. Not not contrary. Um, when you do the strip smear. And they say you can have natural birth. Yeah. Yeah. But what, what if you uh, have no, HPV? It's, 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 oh, then you, you don't. Okay, the strap and HPV, they're a completely different thing. Oh. Okay. But the how strap one is what we call the, the GBS uh, 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 swab. 
that's when uh, that's during uh, 35 to 37 weeks we would but, do that um, okay. if you're if you're what we call the GBS positive you can still deliver uh, through your vagina but we just need to give you a prophylactic of uh, antibiotics but if you're negative then you don't have to have it once you're in the DR, but, but if you're right not away. if you're not testing for HPV, how do you know if people have it? Uh, because it will grow out as like lesions at your uh, perineal area. Oh, so when you inspect the women, you'll be able to see it, basically. Yes, oh. and then or, like they'll feel it down there. It's like itchy, burning sensation, and then they could feel like um, they're usually like papillary lesion, so they could feel it. Or like they could even see if they, you know, have a mirror down there. But oh, what if so they don't have a flare-up once they're pregnant? They so usually they might have had a previous infection, but then the infections um, uh, went down. But then during pregnancy, your immune system kind of like modified because you're having a, the the baby inside you, so your immune mm. system adjusted. So you have. Um, some people would believe it's like a lower immunity, but it's just what we call it's like a modified immunity. And that would mm. trigger some of the latent infection in your body to come out. Mm. So this, this women probably had a previous like um, HPV infection. Mm. And then during pregnancy, the lesion come out. Oh, in everyone what if it doesn't come out then you don't know and then so, you, and you... what if you but what if you give birth naturally and then you don't know that you have it uh that's a chance i mean there there is a chance that if, if it doesn't come out then the, the damage that it could do to the baby it's also lower because what we are afraid is when when the baby uh passing through the birth canal like if you have active disease then those virus could get onto the baby but uh, if you don't have the lesion, usually that means your disease is not that it's active. Not active. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so when you're giving birth, you just give birth. Okay, that's uh, interesting oh. to know. Thank you. I was like, um, quite surprised by that. When we're talking about contraception, I remember I made the choice at 18 to never use the pill again because I'd done some research on different various pills and I'm someone who gets migraines and there were certain pills that you couldn't really take if you have migraines or high blood pressure or blah, 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 blah. And then after like yeah. researching it, um, there really isn't a pill out there that is, in my opinion, safe to take and won't affect your body. Um true <laughs> i mean if you have like a lot of um um risk for example if you if you had a stroke or if your body for for example like charles friend probably have a your, your friend's body probably have this tendency to block clots mm. then she's not like she can't she basically can't take any hormone because those hormones could like cause the block clots yeah. And then when the blood clots travel to a certain area, to your lung, to your brain, then that's yeah. the problem. And yeah. it just feels so unfair, like, that there's no contraception that's been designed for men um, in form of a pill, etc., apart from the SNP. I mean, they do um, have a pill coming they, out. They're doing the, do do the, the pill for men. It's uh, not, it's not been released yet, it's, but it yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's still it's, under clinical trial, okay. but they're, oh. they're doing the pill for men. Yes. I wonder um, what that does. I wonder how that affects. Like, I know, that's well, why. I, I, sorry, I, I didn't do much research into it, so I mm -hmm. couldn't really 
answer about it, but I've read about that like a couple of years ago, but it's still not in the market yet. Yeah. To be honest, um, like if you're in a single relationship, in a very stable relationship, and then you already decided that you no longer want to have kids, the easiest way, the easiest way yeah. is really for men to have the the vasectomy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. it's just to go. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's once it's a simple surgery yeah, yeah. but yeah. um could you name a few of the pills just for people who are who do not pills for contraception that is available um because I don't know much I just know there's the pill and IUD before not being on the IUD I didn't even know IUD existed okay so we well when you talked about contraceptions you have to first like think about do you want to to be reversible or non-reversible, irreversible. So the reversible way is most commonly the contraceptive pills and then condoms and then the IUD and the one that your friends have, but it's not that common in Taiwan, is the sub, um, subdermal implants. So it's, it's usually an implants like at the arms, it could be like here at the forearm, because we've done like, I, I've, I've done surgery to remove it, but we've never done anything to uh, put it in put there. It in. But according to those patients, it's very commonly done in countries other than Taiwan. Somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so these are the uh, reversible ones. The irreversible ones are the, um, the one that I mentioned earlier, the tubal ligation or mm. subinjectomy. So we basically just, tied up your tube or like cut the tube like uh, to stop the uh, transportation of the egg uh, or like we cut the entire tube actually the um, the uh, the reason like uh, idea and promoting ideas in most countries is if you no longer wish for pregnancy and you happen to have any gynecological can- uh, not cancer surgery, then we cut the entire tube because uh, tube is actually where um, the origin of like a lot of uh, pelvic cancer, including ovarian cancer. is. Oh, and I have a question. When they cut the tube, you still get your period? Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yes. Yes, because, okay, after we cut the tubes, uh, you still, your ovary is still functioning. So the, the ovary is still there. Yeah. So you're still, your hormone, like your whole body is still like under the effects of the hormone. Yeah. That means your endometrium, it's still like going up, um, thickening every month. And then because there's no longer like um, ache um, going in there to become a baby, then every month, like your endometrium was still uh, came Ed. out. Oh, yeah, yeah, your yeah. Period. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I knew this. Still have your yeah. period. I knew this because when I had my tube removed, they t- they gave me a talk about it and they're like periods, pregnancy, everything like that will remain the same because you've still yeah. got your ovaries. It's if they have to remove the ovary, then that affects your hormones. And that's quite like a serious thing for your health. But- yeah, I, yeah. I, I read about this with my IUD when I did the hormonal one. They were like, you don't release an egg every month, but you will still maybe get a period, maybe not. It depends on your it depends on your body altogether. And I was really shocked by that. My friend was on the IUD for five years and she didn't have a period once. I got oh. my period. Oh, every my mom doesn't have periods. My mom gets the injection and she doesn't get periods. I was like shocked uh, by that. 
what? <laughs> yeah, that, that's because the IUD that your friend or you have was a was a hormonal one. Yeah. So like, um, what we do clinically is that for some women, even though IUD is not just to prevent pregnancy, some women would have like you know very heavy period, so they have like a lot of uh bleeding like every month, and then they would have symptoms of, of anemia. What we do is that we would do like a procedure to um, we, what uh, we call it like the endometrial ablation. So we try to make the endometrium like um, thinner and then we put an IUD in there. And then this IUD, it's hormonal. So this hormone that it's given out to the, um, to the intrauterine cavity is to make sure the the endometrium it's not thickening every month so the the woman won't be bleeding that much every month yes great i was just curious you know just it's really interesting i'm really surprised how the woman's body works and how intricate everything is mm, yeah and that's all we have time for today join us on thursday for part four bye, bye.